and welcome back to the Project 99 podcast. It is July 17th, 2021. We have uh, the lovely Mick as usual, and we have Alex back with us so we can do uh, BlackRock Part 2 since last time we all got, you know, carried away talking about so many interesting things. There's just so much bullshit to dispel. (laughs) There really is. There really is. So we had him back uh, so we could do BlackRock Part 2. Did you have any local news you wanted to cover, Mick? Um, no, I think he's got some stuff about our uh, lovely senator, Mr. Manchin, to go into. So I want to hear about that. There's always lovely things to say about <laughs> Joe Manchin. <laughs> what do you now got, keep Alex? it moderate, though. We don't want to be too... Oh, much- ooh, I'm, so- <laughs> I'm sorry that I don't want to dispel and, and talk about how West Virginia as a state whole with all their voters have experienced what I'm considering Stockholm Syndrome because yeah. you let somebody beat the living shit out of you so many times and you just keep voting them into yeah. power. Yeah, and I will, I will tell you, there's an article we did, uh, or an episode we did, where about a book about the looting of a- that goes on in Africa. We were just talking about that before we went mm-hmm. on the air. Um, and I told uh, Juke that it's amazing when you look at how corporations moved into Africa and you have this resource curse, which is where a place has so much wealth, like in minerals, oil, coal, steel, whatever. And yet the people that live there are incredibly poverty stricken. Oh, yeah. Of course. Like they never benefit from the resources there. It's There's always a like 1% at the between, top. Yeah. Right. It all, it's called a resource curse. Always. So we were talking about that, and, and this is just... Well, West Virginia absolutely shocking. has that. Yeah. We have that here a lot. Coal mines and natural gas, and you look around, and everybody's in poverty. And we always, like we always say, our governor is the richest man in West Virginia. Yeah. So he's West Virginia's only uh, billionaire. Although I don't think he's a billionaire status anymore ever since he got into all that shit with the Russians making him buy his mines back. Oh, yeah. It was all that mess. Crazy. I don't know a lot about it. I just was reading about it, um, and I was like, Wow. <laughs> so if your business doesn't work out, you can just make someone buy it back? Like if that? you're the Russian mafia, yes, you Apparently can. Apparently you can. But or anyway. <laughs> so anybody from anybody who's from West Virginia knows what Mylan is. Mylan Pharmaceuticals. Um, Mylan Pharmaceuticals, since like the 60s, has been a pinnacle of the upbringing of the city of Morgantown, other than the university, which, I mean, of course, Milan had a huge part in West Virginia University's medical program. Um, their stadium is named after Milan Pushkar, who created Milan Pharmaceuticals, um, who has recently since passed away. Um, Milan has gone through a um, board change with their CEOs and basically the whole corporate structure of the company. Um, <laughs> when they did the first time, Heather Bretch, who anybody might know is Joe Manchin's daughter, the one behind the EpiPen crisis, she took over for Mylan. And um, now Mylan is, um, they're merging with a Pfizer company called Upjohn. And they've decided in doing so that they're going to stop listening to workers in the community in Morgantown and the state of West Virginia and basically everybody and they're going to go with shareholder interests. Well, what does shareholder interest mean? We're going to downsize and move all the jobs overseas because it's cheaper, it's easier, it's better for our bottom line. The race so, to the bottom. And Absolutely. so Heather Bretch, of course, being who she is, gets out with a $30 million golden parachute, suffers no consequences, just, oh, see, ya, I'm going to retire and take my big lump sum and you guys have fun with that. So Milan's going to be shutting down their plant in Morgantown, which immediately gets rid of 1,500 jobs. And... Their workers just heard about it, like, right before Christmas of last year. By July 31st, this plant will be shut down. 1,500 jobs will be gone. These people will be out of work. They're offering severance packages to employees that stay until July 31st, but it's done on a case-by-case basis. Um, 
there's people that have worked there for 20, 30 years, and they're just it's shocking. It's mm-hmm. it's just absolutely shocking. And what I think is even funnier is that like Joe Manchin, who um, you know, big champion of West Virginia and like the the leading main vote in the Senate, like he could have went to Biden this whole time and been like, yo, like that's a town in my state. You think that we could enact? I can't remember what it's called. The emergency orders where they like. Because it's a pharmaceutical company. Like, right, right. We need to produce pharmaceuticals in right. the U.S. now more than COVID ever. COVID hasn't taught anybody that, right? Right. Like, we need we need pharmaceuticals U.S.-based now more than ever instead of relying on foreign countries to give us medicine. So Joe Manchin could have, like, went to Biden and was like, yo, put an executive order in to stop this shutdown and keep these jobs. Like, we need this. Didn't say a fucking word. Doesn't mm-hmm. care. Um, Shelly Moore Capita. Same thing. Just like, Useless. oh my God, this is so tragic. Okay, well, like, did you talk to Biden about Thoughts it? Thoughts and prayers. Well, she's the no. queen of photo ops. She just shows up to get her picture taken. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and again, with Manchin's lack of culpability and doesn't seem to give a shit or doesn't care that his daughter was also behind spearheading this decision corporation-wise. I mean, again, this is West Virginians Typical. Have, yeah, West Virginians, in mm-hmm. my opinion, have Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. They get beaten to death enough times by Joe Manchin and Jim Justice and Heather Bretsch and people like that, and they just keep giving them power and like, oh, well, maybe next year they'll fix it. So, yeah. yeah. I got the fuck out of West Virginia. It's a beautiful <laughs> state. I love it. I love everything about West Virginia. I cannot stand the taxes. I cannot stand the government. Mm-hmm. I can't stand the way that people portray the state. You yep. know, I still run into people now that are like, where are you from? Like, West Virginia. Oh, you mean like near Richmond? Like, it's been a state since 1863. Yeah, you Look get, at a if, fucking book. If you, the, actually, if you get out of America, people don't even understand. No. They don't oh, even no, know no. what West Virginia if, is. If They're like, Virginia, oh, you mean Western Virginia? We're like, no, it's a, we're a whole we're a whole state. And then, a whole ass state. And dude. then you're like, you know, like the John Denver song. They're like, oh. Oh, yeah, okay. That's like the only There's thing There's a bridge. They know. People jump off of it, okay? <laughs> but they're like, oh, yeah, in Europe, they're like, um, like, is it by New York? Is it on that side or on the other side by California? We're like, Where's yeah. old York? That's all they know is New York and California. It's like, you know, make not cl- not that close to New York. It's like Pittsburgh. Oh, some of them know Pittsburgh. Yeah, some of them do some know, of them Pittsburgh. know Pittsburgh. Just imagine if, like, imagine if you were from North Dakota and you told people, like, I'm from North Dakota, and they'd be like, what part of South Dakota is there? Yeah. They're like the <laughs> northern part of Southern Dakota? Like, no, it's a state. But somehow, we can understand North and South with the Carolinas and Dakota, but we can't understand West with Virginia. Yeah. Like, maybe if there was, like, West Virginia and then, like, Virginia was called East Virginia, people would be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But no, it's, well, what, like, what part of Richmond are you from? It's a uh, whole yeah. ass state, yeah. dude. <laughs> I actually had a lady telemarketer who sounded like she was from the South. And she said, oh, Western Virginia. And I was like, no, not, no, West Virginia, like West Virginia. And she's like, how far West in Virginia are you? And I'm like, oh my God. Like, and, yeah. and she spoke, she was obviously from this country. It was just shocking to me. Like, it's yeah. wild. Totally fucking wild. Yeah, that's always fun. I love those, you know, little spats with people that don't know that it's a state. And also, like, all the people, I mean, here, southern West Virginia, eastern, western, doesn't matter what part of the state you go. When I see people running around with Confederate flags, and I'm like, you, you were born and raised <laughs> yeah, first in all. a state that literally was formed because they left the Confederacy. <laughs> so tell me again about how it's about your heritage. I don't you get You racist it. piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. I Not never, all of them are racist, but I mean, you get my point. Yeah. You know what the sad part it's just is? ignorance, and they say it's about history, and it's like you don't know anything about right. history. The sad part of it is, is some people hang on to it as a symbol of uh, not even, they say culture, but... What culture? I think, redneck. I think, I think more people associate it with that, like, redneck. It, I mean, how long did Leonard Skinner use the, the rebel flag? And, like, they've started to phase it out because they realize it's no longer in favor. But it's like, 
I feel like a lot of people, especially in our generation, use it, and they genuinely don't know the fucking history of well, it. They it's like know it, they, oh, they absolutely telling other people to learn. Their they history. absolutely should yeah. know it, and they should know why people are so against it. But it's like you know what I mean. Imagine it's, if this was eighteen twelve, okay, <laughs> and I was walking around like wearing Union Jack T-shirts and like carrying a Union Jack flag. They'd be people like, would be get like the what the fuck, fuck out of here. is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or I'd be lynched. They'd be like, yeah. oh, he's a Brit. Get him. Yeah. <laughs> like, or any other flag from any other country. What if you're carrying around an ISIS flag or something like? Some, yeah. some someone who's threatening to overthrow your country because yeah, exactly. that's what the South did. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, honestly, God, awful. listen, I knew this guy, and I, I, I won't say his name because he's a really nice guy, but he was in the military. And so we're having a conversation at work one day, and he's like, "Well," and he was black, and he's, oh, "Well, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't understand why people always say, you know, about the Confederate flag's racist. I mean, really, what does it mean?" So then I told him, and he goes. Well, I mean, but I mean, that was their flag, like that they were, you know, like what was the, what flag did the North have? Like, what did they have to represent? I'm like. The American flag. The United States of America. <laughs> the country that it's part he of. He goes, I know, but what was their flag? And I'm like, the United States of America. And he was in the military. And I'm like, it, a fact that you're going to sign up to an organization to go and, and die possibly for a cause. And you know so little about how we even got to be who we are is like. Really sad. Very sad. Yeah. I mean, look, come on. I'm not saying that we should, like, go out and round up all the people that have Confederate flags. No. Or, like, spray paint the word racist on their house or anything. Like, I'm, this is not cancel culture shit. This is just like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, don't, and <laughs> you your, your an heritage idiot, argument, like, it's not true. Yeah. Like, none of that is true. Like, Confederate statues that everybody's all like, oh, I can't believe they're tearing down history. Like, okay, listen, I'm all about history needs to be, like, really rude and make you feel bad and like th that's the whole point you're supposed to learn history as being like this fucked up shit that happened like so that we don't do that exactly. again we learn about the holocaust and all the horrible shit that the nazis did because we don't want that to ever happen exactly again. like if we went to school and they were like well in the hall like some people went to camp and they did finger painting like oh shit we should just do that again then. like no like you need to understand like quit yes. getting mad that we're tearing down confederate statues because confederate statues were put up by the south Literally to oppress black people yes. during the civil rights movement. Exactly. That was like, Absolutely. oh, you want rights? <laughs> Remember these guys? They killed your ancestors. Like yeah. every time you look at that statue, I want yeah. you to think about how much you want rights. Like, exactly. They weren't like, even, just quit the yeah. bullshit. Yeah, if they, they really wanted to. Up. If they wanted to preserve history, then I mean, the Holocaust is a good reference because how many statues or museums do they have? But it's about the victims, right? Yeah, not the, the fucking victims. oppressors. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna step on a lot of fucking toes here because it's the same thing with. Do you remember that story back in what was it, Mississippi? couple years ago where um, they put that huge statue of the Ten Commandments out front of the courthouse. I do remember right? that. And everybody's like, yay, Ten Commandments. Like, we love God and stuff. And then the Satanic Temple was like, yo, we're going to put up a Baphomet statue because straight up, like... <laughs> freedom of religion. Free, yeah, first off, freedom of religion. And secondarily, separation of church and state, dog. Don't be putting religious icons yeah, in front exactly. of courthouses. Exactly. And everybody's oh my God, these Satanists. How dare they? And they're like, dude, we're not even doing it to like you know, be asshole. We're doing it to like prove the point. Like if you want separation of church and state, here's a good example. Right. Like, so right. if that statue stays, ours stays. And to tie those two things together, religion and also uh, slavery, the people that are in the majority, this is what it's really about. Because the people that are in the majority, like the Christians are like, no, it's fine because we want you to know that we're in the majority. So we're going to put this shit here to let you know your place. And that's what the statues are for. Mm -hmm. White people's in the majority. We're going to put the statues up to represent our people so you know you will stay in your place. They never stop to think about the fact that what if America is not majority white anymore? Because guess what? That shit's happening right mm -hmm. now. So 
Oh, well, they know. That's they're why terrified. they're freaking out because they they know how shitty they've treated everyone who's in that other category, and now all of a sudden looks like you know what blows my mind. The other I saw this post the other day. I really, it just I cannot, I can't. This this guy made this whole post, pictures and all, of him taking an a new bottle of the um, was it Aunt Jemima syrup? Mm-hmm. Is that what is it? Yeah. The name and, and and putting it in an old bottle that still had her picture on it. And was like, take that, liberals. And I was just like, hold on. <laughs> oh, wow. Like, maybe, uh, what a brave stand. I'm like, this guy, you know, I, maybe it's just me. Because I'm looking around at all this shit that's going on in my own life. And going to work and trying to get shit done on my house. <laughs> and just all of this shit and you got that I have to do <laughs> all day, every day. All the things that I think about. And I'm like, this motherfucker. This motherfucker. I hope it haunts you in your dreams. I hope you can't go to work tomorrow because you're so upset that Aunt Jemima was put back in her rightful place. But my point is like, how the fuck is this the shit that you got the time and energy to think about and then take Mm -hmm. pictures of, like, do it. Take pictures of it and then try to start a fight about it on the internet. he's so pathetic, he's proud of that. He's so proud of that act that I'm sure nobody was pulling out the tissue box going, that's the bravest thing since oh, John oh Hannity man. smashed a Keurig. No one's saying that. You're a, you're a laughing stock. It, bro, just, I can't. I'm like, man, I wish I had that much free mental space to focus on yeah. that shit. I'm bro. glad that you're offended by it, though, because I purposely brought a container of Land Lakes <laughs> butter with the Native American on it. So fuck your feelings. <laughs> But see, and here's the funny thing, too. And like, I'm never going to, I will never deny that white, rich, influential liberals are the biggest problem politically in this country to a certain degree. Conservatives are bad, too. But see, here's the thing that we all have to remember as everybody gets up in arms about all the other shit that's going on with Cuba and Haiti and this, that, and the other is you can be mad about something without taking like the stone brass tax approach on the opposite side like exactly. okay what's going on in cuba is really bad do we need to airstrike their country and send in the military to fix it fuck no right like you exactly. can do baby things how about here's a good first step release the embargo right absolutely 60 yeah. fucking years it hasn't worked take it off Corey actually sent me a link the other day and i think it was from the new york times i can't i don't i can't remember this so i won't say that for sure but it was it said uh Cuban Cubans protesting shout freedom and other anti-government phrases. Yeah, and they're like waving American like, flags. And I was like, freedom is now an anti-government phrase. Like that's what that's what oh, you, you just said. Country, yeah. I'm like, no, but here's the ah, funny okay. thing though: is if you ask any American, this is how indoctrinated we are. If you ask any American, if they know who Fidel Castro is, be like, yeah, it's goddamn communist guy running Cuba. He's that guy that fell on the stage. Say, hey, you know who Batista is? What? <laughs> Batista, Juan Batista, like the, the dictator UFC that, you know, <laughs> that's the answer was put right there. in there for, okay, go look that up and then come back and talk to me. Like, <laughs> and there's, there, if you go back, you can find these videos of Fidel Castro coming to this country when he fought the Cuban revolution and everybody here was like, oh, it's a story of like when Britain was trying to control us and we rose, the people rose up the ranks of the humanity, rose up and said, we don't want this guy and threw him out and put their own leader in. Isn't that great? And they're like, wait, he's not, he's, he's, he's not, he's not free market, right? Oh, fuck. And then like, they hated him. The backpedal. Yeah. <laughs> All that stuff like that, never mind. But he was seen as like a, a heroic guy, like in the very beginning. But then when our big businesses weren't going to run the country, when the mafia wasn't going to be down to run in Cuba anymore. Oh, damn. Now Miami's now ceremonial mayor, because remember, Miami has two different mayors. There's like a mayor, and then there's like the ceremonial mayor that like takes press and like is the face of the city. Has no real power or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just like the guy, like the figurehead, like the Queen of England type deal. 
And he's like, he goes on TV the other day and he's like, we should fucking airstrike Cuba. We should get in there and like send in troops. Like, if you ask any Cuban people in America if they support this, I guarantee you it's like unanimous. Like, well, I guarantee hardcore you. they're right wingers. Because, yeah. because a lot of the people that came like from Cuba during the Castro, you know, and I'm not going to sit here and say Castro is a good guy. Listen, we all know that even revolutionaries that are trying to do some good things, like they got, they got bad stuff too. They he probably killed his political enemies. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say Fidel Castro is a fucking angel. All I'm saying is that the people that hated Fidel was because they were the 1%. And the poverty-stricken people that lived in Cuba were sick and tired of their entire country being profited by a very small minority. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to take over the businesses and the pharmacies and the shit and make people be able to live yeah. To actually not be in c- c- terrible, terrible poverty. So the rich people there, of course, they, they came to the United States, capitalist country, and they sit here and condemn communism. And, and, and I'm not saying communism is the way. All I'm saying is you have to look at someone's perspective to understand why they're so anti. What motivates them. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But anyway. It's not, uh, it's not like it's bad on, or like it's not bad on every other side of the fence too, because look at Lebanon. They're literally about to collapse. And they had, like, the highest prosperous middle class that the world has seen in mm-hmm. decades, if not ever. And they're falling apart. Like, mm-hmm. they're literally falling apart. There's pictures—you can look up on the internet, there's pictures of people driving their Mercedes to breadlines to feed their yeah. family. Because they still have the car from when it was prosperous, and now it's, like, crumbling. Yeah. Their, the value of their currency has plummeted, like, 90% or some shit. Wow. But, yeah, no, let's airstrike Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. How about remove the fucking embargo? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I said about Venezuela. When people talk about Venezuela and the breadlines and all that, that's total U.S. propaganda. The reason that Venezuela, there's a lot of reasons, a complex situation why Venezuela has has issues. But part of the reason is because America America has surrounded them with a fucking sanctions wall. Mm -hmm. So they can't use the natural resource of their oil to buy medicine for their people to buy. Because they decided they're going to use their oil for the benefit of their I can't. Man. Anytime I have an argument with anybody about economy and they're like, you know, accuse me of being a socialist, which I feel like, I feel like I'm really not a socialist. You know, I don't really have that great of an issue with capitalism as long as it isn't completely controlled by just the rich who also the rules are all set up for just them and not yeah, us. But that's, right. you know that's, that's how, how capitalism devours itself, though. But every time they accuse me of being a socialist and then... um. Well, you know, tell, tell me to go live words. in Venezuela, yeah, and I'm we just use like scary trigger words like socialism even. and Marxism and communism and like oh dictatorship and Hitler and Cuba. You know and when Castro. somebody invokes the Venezuela argument that they just, just don't know what they just don't know what because they're like about. what you're saying about like you know people say well look at look at history because Marxism communism none of that never worked anywhere it was tried it never worked socialism never works and I'm like. Let's talk about how great fucking capitalism has worked. Do you go down and ask people in Central America when corporations went in there and stole land off of people there and made them extremely poverty stricken so they could take the bananas or when they overthrew Hawaii so they could get the pineapples and the land and all that shit. Ask people in countries who have been exploited by capitalism how great it worked for them. And then not, let's look right here. Look at America. How great has capitalism worked for West Virginia? You got your 1%. You got everybody else who's suffering and poor. Mm-hmm. So it, capitalism doesn't work anywhere it's been tried either neither system works without rails 
but the problem is with capitalism, certain people start to get rich and they start buying the rails. They start tearing down the rails. Right, exactly. And any and system unchecked is, is a nightmare yeah. for, for the majority Anything of people. Anything ever unchecked is a nightmare. And, and here's the funny thing, too, is like I'm not a champion for socialism. Like I'm not like, oh, change it overnight and like immediately everybody gets the same, blah, blah, blah. Right. Here's the thing, though. I, I saw a great example the other day. There's a woman. I can't even remember her name because I just was dumbfounded by how stupid she was. Put up this big tweet and she was like, she was like, oh, I'm a champion of the American system. Like, I was on welfare, and I had food stamps, and, like, I was poor, and I worked my ass off and rose up through the ranks, and now, because of all this, like, I'm running for government, and you should elect me as a senator because I'm going to make sure that socialism never sees the light of day in America. And I'm like, really? Because socialism is the reason why you are where you are. Right. You dumb fucking bitch. Yeah. Like, you are so stupid. <laughs> hey, here's a, here's a question. Do you like libraries? Do you like the fire department? Do you like the police department? You like fucking socialism. Yeah. Exactly. Next time your house catches on fire, try to put it out yourself with a bucket of water because firemen are socialists. Yeah, or get some money and pay people. Yeah, to just put it calls out. away. Yeah, exactly. Just throw money at it. I mean, money will put the fire stupid. out. We'll never let socialism hit America's shorts. Bullshit. See, see if you can buy some water from Nestle. Well, yeah. and, and put I just want to say that my favorite founding father, Ben Franklin, was a 100 percent hardcore socialist and if you don't believe me read his own autobiography because he talks about they needed a road in the town and he went door to door and talked to people and said you know we could really do good if we put a road in the town why don't we all donate money together and build us a road yeah he was always the person that was going around saying collect let's do collectivism let's all put together he went around and begged for money from people to build a hospital for people who couldn't pay for health care because he didn't think people should have to pay for health care if they couldn't afford it he everything he did in his life was socialist so, including the fire department. Mm. He started the very first fire department. So, I, I didn't mean, know that. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a simple list for you. If you've ever called the fire department in your life, if you've ever gotten free health care through the state because your employer didn't offer health insurance or you just didn't have a job, if you've ever received a welfare check, if you've ever received food stamps, don't ever fucking say, fuck socialism because you yeah. reap the rewards of socialism. Especially the fire department. Having been a former firefighter and EMT, let me just say that people get out of their beds with no pay. And go to take your grandma to the hospital at three mm-hmm. o'clock in the morning when they got to be at work at nine. Why? Because they do it for the good of their community. Absolutely. You know, that's so one of the last that's things the I can think of too. People donating their time. That's one of the last things I can think of too. That's like a, a genuine act of charity from a community to support other people. Because you see, you see the churches doing different things, but if you're not a member of that church, it's basically like, you know, too bad. Um, but fire volunteer fire departments. Blow my mind. The seventy-seven pe- percent of firefighters. I mean, not only just just donate their time, but then all the training that goes involved in that too, and the risk. I mean, mm-hmm. and I can't imagine that your health insurance is just like, hey, you do this really dangerous thing. Look, we're just not going to charge you anymore. Like, I can't. I, I'm sure that they pay higher insurance premiums. And well, it doesn't affect your it doesn't affect your health insurance. But there was a big argument back when I, when I was a firefighter that. Um, the state of West Virginia was pay your workers comp. So if you get hurt while you're out on a call, they would pay you to be off from your from your job that makes you money to eat. Right. And and that was always a big fight that they did, they they were trying to always cut that out. Yeah. Fight, so with, fight with workers comp anywhere for anything. You're yeah. better off lying and saying that you got injured at home because they will fight you tooth and nail because your company doesn't want to fucking pay mm-hmm. for you to be home. You're better off just going on if your company has short term disability or something like that or do it on your own time. I mean, so it's, awful. 
And I'm not trying to be like an angry asshole, but for fuck's sakes, like it's just one example after another every single day of this entire system of this country with corporations is eviscerate the proletariat oh, every absolutely. fucking day. Yeah, exactly. If it's not Amazon shitting on their workers and Jeff Bezos getting billions of dollars in bailouts for his failed space program, meanwhile NASA has to claw fight tooth and nail to get any kind of funding yeah. at all, and they're a government fucking program, like yeah. it's Mylan telling 1,500 people like, oh, psh- Good luck. Our shareholders are more important than you, and Chinese people will do the same job you're doing for $8 an hour. So fuck you. We're shutting down, yeah. and we're moving out. And then, oh, everybody needs medicine. We're just buying from fucking China. But we hate China because look what they did with with COVID. We hate China because Uyghur genocide. Do we need to invade China for the Uyghur genocide? No. There's other shit that you can fucking do, like put sanctions on China maybe. Yeah. Use your great Cuban sanctions on China and see maybe Hello. if problems get solved. Hello. Thank We're going to liberate Hong Kong. No, the fuck you're not. China owns them. You're not going to do goddamn shit. Alex woke thing. up today and chose violence. Here's the thing, though. You can support the cause. You can support the cause. You can get on TV or you can get on social media or talk to your friends or write a book or anything and say, hey, what's happening in Cuba is really fucked up and like I stand with those people. But that doesn't mean that I need to airstrike the fucking country. Well, you know what really cracks me up, too, is like if we really wanted to hurt China, we would love Venezuela because they're always trying to get Venezuelan oil because nobody in the world will give China oil because they're afraid of them being the great economic. They're becoming the greatest economic power in the world. The U.S. is like not going to be number one for long. That's why we hate them. Let's be truthful about it. They're the guy coming up on our back to take over the economic, you know, over the world. But, um. They have a hard time getting some oil. Yeah. And we got Saudi Arabia, but we don't have Venezuela. Like, if we would reel in Venezuela, be friendly to Venezuela, but we just can't fucking do it because the oil companies keep pressuring us to overthrow Venezuela so they can get in there and take their oil too. How right. long do you think until that actually happens? Venezuela? Yeah. We've already tried it twice. Yeah. Okay. We've already but tried we're, it we're not going to stop trying. So We've I tried mean, in damn near every South American and, and Well, the Latin last American time country. they tried, there was a good documentary about it. The last time they tried, when they took Chavez captive, and we put an American puppet in there mm-hmm. and said he's, you know, the people really want him. And the people came out into the street en masse. Mm-hmm. Wanted him back. And overtook, and the actual military that was there, that was supposed to guard this new guy, held him hostage and said, <laughs> bring us our president back. <laughs> it's a fucking great story. The yeah, Chavez went back. I do and, love right. that. And, you can't, and you're always going to, it's always. I am under the belief that before my life is over, that we will attempt to overtake Venezuela. We, we probably will. Well, Juan Guaido, that's what that all was about. And I sent Nancy Pelosi a tweet one time because she took a picture with fucking Juan Guaido. And I'm like, well, it must be nice to stand beside a guy who didn't even participate in the elections, who now afterwards declares himself the president. <laughs> After the, And that came back to bite her in the ass because, you know, with whole Trump saying right, the yep. elections. <laughs> that's exactly the same shit they did down there in Venezuela. He said the elections were fraudulent. And don't go out and participate because it's all fake. It's all fake news. Elections are rigged. So they don't participate. They don't even go cast a vote for Juan Guaido. And then, you know, Maduro becomes a president. And they're like, no, he, it was all, it was all, that was all messed up. It was all fake. Juan Guaido is a president. And our fucking liberals in this country supported that shit. So, it's because they and then don't. you cry about Trump. Why even cry about I, it? They, I, I find that with so many people is that you can, you can tell, and sometimes you can almost tell just by the, the words that they use, their vocab, that where they're repeating it from. And I'm just like, man. It's all, but again, it's always eat with one hand, shit in the other. Every <laughs> yeah, because single time. There was a reporter that called out the someone at the State Department because the State Department said they wanted journalists to stop using the word opposition leader 
in reference to Juan Guaido, because we, we considered him to be the rightful leader of Venezuela. And the reporter was like, well, yeah, you and, and who else? Because like 50 countries agree with you, but over 150 disagree with you and think he is not the rightful president and he is an opposition leader. So what gives the State Department of the United States the right to tell journalists they need to stop using a particular word? Really? That's so, so fucked. But anyway, before we get too off on topic here, oh, let's know, get into this. Don't even uh, get me started about journalism because then I'll start talking about Julian Assange. Oh, man. <laughs> don't know. We're not getting into yeah, that because she'll sorry. go on forever, well, too. <laughs> you want to talk about the end of free market journalism as we know it. So let's get into this BlackRock Part 2. All right. Tell me so, what you got, Alex. Last time we talked about BlackRock, you know, is private asset firm. They're worth trillions of dollars. They're like the leading global private equity company in the world, yada, yada. Same story, different company. My friend was so upset with me because after you told me about all of the, their involvement in the, the, you know, the miners in Alabama and them going yeah. on strike and all that, I guess BlackRock uh, re- recently purchased some company that does uh, comic book grading that he uses. And uh, he was telling me about it. I was like, oh, really, BlackRock? I actually just learned a lot about that. Let me mm. ruin this for you. Like- oh, yeah. <laughs> so we, we talked about them jumping into the housing market. We talked about um, just, you know, it's it's... We stopped right about whenever I said that uh, it goes deeper because they're in government level now. So they are. So Larry Fink is the CEO of BlackRock, okay? Um, Larry Fink was in frequent contact during the height of the COVID pandemic with Steve Mnuchin and um, whoever that other guy is, Mr. Powell. I forgot his first name. Um, So they're in contact on the phone constantly for days before and many days after the Fed announced their emergency rescue plan. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this emergency rescue plan, as if you remember, was like, we're going to save all the corporations, fuck all the people. Right. Yes. Which is how it happened. hundred yes. percent. It was okay. Like here, let's give all this money to Amazon and we'll give all this money to whatever. X corporation. Now name this them. is recent, not like the 2008 when they did that. No, no, this is this, recent. This is too. I didn't pull up anything about 2008. This was okay. literally like last year. Oh, okay. Last year in 2019. Okay. okay so when the, all this shit was going oh, on. Oh, with the COVID stuff. Okay, go ahead. So they get, emails get released through the Freedom of Information Act. Okay. Which is amazing. That's great. We should be able to know about whatever we want by simple request. Okay. Exactly. So it says emails obtained by the New York Times through a re- uh, public records request, along with public releases, underscore the extent to which Mr. Fink planned alongside the government for parts of a financial rescue that his firm referred to in one message as the project that he and the Fed were, quote, working on together. So several former BlackRock employees have also been named to top roles in President Biden's administration, including Brian Deese, who heads the White House National Economic Council, and Wally Adimo, who was Mr. Fink's chief of staff and is now the number two official at the U.S. Treasury. So BlackRock employees, whether they're current employees or former, are working in the fucking White House on financial Well, committees. I mean, this is, like, not new, though. Yeah, that's not no, new. No, it's not yeah. new, but this just shows you that, like, this big company private equity like okay here's the thing i get like like if they're former employees you draw the line a little bit somewhat but like i i'm all about bringing in experts okay to help with anything because Mm -hmm. fucking biden doesn't know shit about like financial rescue and he's a career politician he doesn't know anything about how the treasury works he does know about how corporations hide money in offshore right he does because delaware is a great his home state and they're they're great at it but he's he's a small fish in a big pond as far as that's concerned like there's fucking nancy pelosi look at how much money her and her husband made 
in that private, like, we're going to buy up a bunch of these stocks because they're about to skyrocket, but fuck mm -hmm. the American public. They're mm -hmm. not allowed to play in it. It'd be the same thing if they took over cryptocurrency right now, mm -hmm. um, which they're trying to trying do. Trying to do, yeah. yeah. So, like, I'm all about bringing in experts, people that know, like, these are financial advisors. This is, like, their whole game. Their whole career has been spent, like, you give us this money and we'll put it here and we'll make this much and we get a small percentage and, like, here's your return. And, yeah, like, Larry Fink's, like, a financial genius with all this shit. If he wasn't, his company wouldn't be worth trillions of fucking dollars. Absolutely. But the problem is you bring they, they bring these people in and they're there to advise. But what's really happening is, like, they're, like, you need to do this, this, and this. And Biden and his cronies are like, okay, okay. like yeah. we fucking sign it, okay. So, Remember the scandal when Hillary Clinton made $675,000 for going to give a speech at Goldman Sachs mm -hmm. where she was quoted as saying, everyone in this room knows that you guys know more about running the American economy right. than the people do. Right, exactly. So it's that's it's constant, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah so that's like that's the situation that we find ourselves in. So we they bring them in and they're like, listen, the, we don't know what to do. We're panicking. Like, my money's not worth shit. The economy's tanking. Like, what do we fucking do? It's all going to explode because it's continually like the stock market and everything is a bubble. Mm -hmm. Same thing with the housing market right now. The bubble just keeps getting bigger yeah, and bigger. Yeah, it's just a joke. And so mm -hmm. they see it get bigger and they're like, oh, fuck, it's going to blow. So call BlackRock. Like, they know what to do. And BlackRock comes in and they're like, uh, you fucked all this up. You did this wrong. Like, do this, do this, do this. And they're like, okay, okay. Like, I trust you. Same thing. Like, if you don't know shit about plumbing and you call a plumber, typically they're like, you know, they're knowledgeable, skilled in their trade. And they're going to, like, fix whatever the problem is. But, like, think if you had, like, a nefarious plumber come in that was like, I fixed your sink, but uh, I should probably look at your toilets while I'm here. Mm -hmm. And then they go like create like a fake problem. So a better a better analogy for that would have been like mechanic. literally any auto mechanic ah! to ever exist. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. Oh, you're a woman. Your tires yeah. flat. Well, it looks like you need new A arms. Yeah, which uh, I, this is totally completely unrelated. Um, but I feel like I had a final destination moment last week when I Jovi was here, my brother was here, and I was like, Hey, I'm gonna check my oil while you're here. You just reminded me, and we went out to check my oil. And uh, the one of the bell housing bolts that holds my transmission to my engine mm -hmm. was like falling off. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's like, I think six or seven bolts that hold it all together. But he's like freaking out because he's like, how the fuck could this possibly? And I'm like, I literally just had my car inspected. <laughs> What like what the fuck? They're not they're not even looking at this shit, are they? I pulled it in and they were like, oh, 2015? It's probably fine. We're slap, sorry. Slap the sticker on it. An old car, they're looking for a tiny speck of rust. I know. It's so like I know people that can't, you know what I mean? They're like, oh, you need your brakes, you need new tires, you do all this shit. I'm like, they didn't even look at my fucking car. <laughs> There's no so, so But it is, it's just it's nefarious because you know here's the thing, you know, like, okay, they're financial advisors, they're really smart at this shit. Like, maybe their ideas are gonna work, and in some cases they usually do, like, but you can't tell me that there's not something going on behind the scenes where they're like, pump all this money oh, here. Absolutely. Oh, and then th throw some over oh, here absolutely. real quick. Don't, don't fucking say anything about the money over here. Absolutely. We'll tell you about that later. And then, you know, the politicians and Biden and all the, whoever has ties to this shit is just like, oh, well, we help the people. But I also got rich in the process. Like, yeah. that's not how it's supposed to work. Right. And also, like, if you really wanted to help the country during this fucking crazy pandemic, when you forced people to stay home and told them, don't go to work or you'll die, Fucking pay them. Stop paying the company. If the company can't afford to stay afloat without billions and billions of dollars, yeah. they were going to fail at some point. Yeah, what's, what happened to capitalists? The strongest yeah. was around. Well, if you remember, they wanted to give checks. At least this is what was, the sides were arguing about during the pandemic. 
Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, I have no love for them, but they were coming out saying, we want direct payments to people. So because people will go and then spend that money and that will continue to Stimulate keep the economy, the economy. going right, while people can't proven. go to work. So we're basically just going to give people unemployment is what they were going to do. Yeah. The Trump administration was like, no, 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 no. These have to go through banks. All this money has to be given to banks like Wells Fargo and stuff. Yeah, so we got to flood can. the bank. And the banks were like, and there were small business people on TV saying we couldn't, we went, we went and applied for it and they told us there was no more money left. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or they were told that we have to evaluate you to see if your business is worthy enough to get this money because they were giving it to their friends. Yeah, corporations were it getting was, billions was, of dollars. When you send anything through a bank, like why would you do that? Just give people their actually out of work money to eat on until the shit is over. Like, but yeah. of course- and, uh, I mean, it's this BlackRock shit's been going on since Obama was in office, too, because Michael Pyle, who was BlackRock's former global chief investment strategist, worked for the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. And then now he's the chief economic advisor for Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. So, like, left BlackRock, and now he advises other people. See, now, <laughs> here's the funny thing. It says, unlike Goldman Sachs, a household brand name synonymous with executives leaving finance to go shape public policy, BlackRock isn't as well known to people outside the investment industry. Um, and then there's, I just pulled up some facts about him. It's just kind of like a rundown. Um, number one, BlackRock controls $9 trillion, making it the largest money manager in the world. So that's fun. Number two, it runs a massive technology platform that oversees at least $21.6 trillion in assets. And of course, details There's nothing there that. that needs broken up by antitrust laws, right? <laughs> I mean... See, the thing that Fuck gets it. me about this is that I can't really argue that, you know, which is, which is one of the arguments of capitalism is that there is no greater motivator than people being able to grow their own wealth, right? So you see these massive corporations and of course they, they must be doing something right because they're succeeding. So just getting people from those, you know, industries to work in politics is is not the problem. And I don't really know how we could stop that because if, if they're good at it, I then do. we can use it. But I do. Yeah. What we need to do is that when we see things like this happening and it's like, wow, uh, your company really seemed to benefit from that thing you were involved in. That's not allowed. We're not doing that. You, you clearly played this. You know what I mean? It just seems like we see them getting away with it and we're like, all right, that wasn't supposed to be part of the plan. Right. You did something nefarious. Right. So we're going to reverse that part. Fuck you. Like the right. simple the simple answer between socialism, the evil socialism, and capitalism is this. If you run a company and you're and you say, "Well, we got to have profit to motivate people." That's a capitalist big fallback. We got to have profit to motivate people because who wants to do the same job as somebody else when they're not working hard and you're working hard blah 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 blah. So what you need to do is have a structure at the company where, yeah, okay, the guy at the top who's responsible, he gets paid a percentage of the company. Oh, yeah, percentage-based wages. I'm everything has to be percentage-based. So all the boats rise together, and you don't get Little Miss Milan taking a $30 million parachute while the people go out. That's what happens every single time mm-hmm. at these companies. The people at the top get these big bonuses like AIG and shit, and the people at the bottom, pff, sorry about your luck. Yeah, your CEO is basically just a figurehead. And too. other like, countries prove, prove do have wrong. that. Prove me wrong that a CEO is basically just a figurehead. Yeah, because they don't need to be even at work. And you're going to give them a $10 million bonus? They didn't do shit. Apparently, if the company's closing down, why should they get anything? Right, exactly. You should get the same severance packages that all of your bottom line workers did. But that's not the world that we live in. 
So now some of these, I think there's nine of these here. I'll break down some of the ones that like are kind of scary, important, and then the rest I'll just gloss over and you can read them for yourself because it takes time. But I said that number two was it runs a massive technology platform that oversees 21.6 trillion in assets. So in 1999, BlackRock started selling Aladdin, which analyzes and tracks investors' portfolios, which can help professional money managers spot risks. Today, it is a juggernaut widely used in the money management industry and beyond. One of the definitive descriptions of Aladdin and all of its connections, a February report in the Financial Times detailed its sheer scale. Vanguard and uh, State Street Global Advisors, the largest fund managers after BlackRock, are users, as are half of the top 10 insurers by assets, as well as Japan's $1.5 trillion government pension fund, the world's largest. Apple, Microsoft, and Google's parent firm Alphabet, the three biggest U.S. public companies, all rely on the system to steward hundreds of billions of dollars in their corporate treasury investment portfolios. In February, 21.6 trillion in assets sat on the platform from just a third of its 240 clients, the Financial Times reported, citing public documents verified with the companies and first-hand accounts. Firms try to replicate it as a product, but none have been able to do so at the same scale. So, and in a future article, which you can come to from there, says BlackRock is eyeing aggressive growth for its Aladdin platform and says it could manage risk for the entire asset management industry as soon as 2025. So, they're like these guys, they're like the top. They're the number one. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, BlackRock has hired many former government officials into senior roles. We already talked about that. There's people that are now working for the White House. Um, the firm played a significant role in aiding the Federal Reserve last year. We talked about that. They were like the spearhead for the COVID relief package, which, again, was only for corporations' benefit. Um, Federal Reserve has tapped BlackRock during the last financial crisis, too, that, like you mentioned, back in between 2007 and 2009. So see how that fucking played out. Mm-hmm. Shit in one hand, eat with the other. Uh, Larry Fink has been vocal on matters of climate change, urging other companies' leaders to consider the associated risks. That's no shame there, of course. Wants to try to get publicity as much as he can. Uh, BlackRock's firm has been scrutinized for its record on supporting shareholder requests for climate-related disclosures. That's no surprise there. It has long been rumored that Larry Fink himself will head to D.C. after he's done with BlackRock. And, of course, BlackRock has made a lot of acquisitions. It says, think of BlackRock as a firm that has gobbled up lots of competitors in its path over the years. The firm has purchased legacy businesses and fintech startups looking to keep an edge as traditional money management isn't as profitable or unique as it once was. The other One other thing I read about BlackRock after we did the first episode was that um, it seemed completely hypocritical to be putting all these people from BlackRock in Biden's administration because a lot of environmental groups have come after BlackRock uh, because they invest in a lot of fossil fuel industries, which mm-hmm. is completely contradictory to what this administration says they want. And also that apparently... It's contradictory in, um, Larry Fink, too, because we're going to talk about climate change. In, well, in, tw- in 2020, Larry Fink went on this big thing saying that their, you know, their company was going to make an active effort to stop investing in companies that got, I think it was like 25 or 30%, some, some percentage of like, if they use fossil fuels, we're going to, we're like not going to invest in them, right, which right. they didn't do. And then they also had companies that, you know, contributed to like mass deforestation, which is a huge problem. Yeah. And they were like, oh, we're going to stop investing in that too. And they didn't like, so all these promises he made, he just never followed through on. Right. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's, I mean, it just, it's just well, really. Well, there's the problem, the problem of the revolving door between financial sector and and the public sector, the government, and the military 
the people that run, you know, these, these military corporations then going into government and military people then going to work for companies. Like, that they're put, re- and they push for war. That revolving door has got to stop. Right. The people aren't in charge. We have basically become an oligarchy. Oh, 100%. All the corporations or a corporatocracy, whatever you want to call it. it does, it's not run by the people anymore. You know, this illusion of that Fox News and CNN creates where we're in some kind of war with, with uh, you know, conservatives against liberals is all nonsense bullshit, really, because the people at the top pulling the puppet strings in the government, they're all in this whole thing together. It, like has, it doesn't have anything to do with, they don't give a shit about people at the bottom at all. Right. And, I mean, I'm not going to allude into this one. You can read this on your own time as well, but there's a little teaser at the bottom, which, of course, I'll probably go read for sure because I am invested in retirement. Um, The U.S. government has pitched a policy that would allow private equity into your retirement fund, and BlackRock is salivating at the possibility. Here's how the $7 trillion manager would benefit, and I'm not going to read it until later. (laughs) So... Just go scare yourself on your own time. But of course, like, and there's, there, I remember reading a story the other day about um, there's a bunch of companies that, it's something about a pension plan. There's like a huge pension thing that they're letting private equities get into and they're like basically raping the people that are, mm-hmm. you know, putting money into it. They're like, sure. yeah, we'll offer you this return, but you're going to pay us X amount of percentage and yada, yada. It's a Ponzi scheme. So, exactly. So, and I know that you and I talked before this about um, Susan Rice and how, you know, <laughs> Everybody was up in arms about the Keystone Pipeline. And yeah, like, yay, Daddy Biden, shut down Keystone Pipeline. Like, save the indigenous people. And like, we don't want no pipelines on our land. Like, that's great. But Susan Rice, who is, what is she, like the policy? She's like in charge of policy, what the I fuck ever. I don't know. I was just, I, I didn't even know that, honestly. I just yeah. remember Biden was thinking about her for a VP. And I was like, oh, God. Well, she's, she ended up with some kind of like policy position. I can't remember the exact title, but basically she's like, She's one of the, the top. director of the United States Domestic Policy Council. Okay, so basically she's advising the council yeah, she's and an the government and everything about like, here's what we should do here in America and yada yada. So Susan Rice has huge shareholder stakes in this company whose name I can't remember that does pipelines and oil production and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And the White House is getting ready to sign permits for a new pipeline mm-hmm. that she will directly benefit from. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, Conflict of interest. Simple enough. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So she's going to make millions and millions of dollars off these stocks of this company because she basically was like, okay, well, I own a pipeline company. Let's mm-hmm. put a pipeline in using my company. Yeah. She'll get rich yeah. quick. Yeah, sure. So everybody's calling for her to sh- uh, sell off her shares. Right. To say, okay, like it's conflict of interest. You can't push something that's going to directly benefit you like that. So sell off all your shit. So she's going, okay, sure, I'll sell off all my shit because here's the thing. If she does sell it all off, not only is she going to get more money because ever since the permit goes through, the pipeline stocks go up, so she Mm -hmm. makes more money. But the government comes to her and says, okay, well, since we, the government, are forcing you to sell off your private shares and stuff, uh, we're sorry, so you don't have to pay capital gains tax. Yeah, it's all total bullshit. It's all like a corrupt, it's like monopoly, but like all the rich people are cheating and helping each other and like the poor people are just like, flagging out down there on baltic you know what i mean <laughs> but no it wasn't her that had the remember we were talking it was about, her that biden considered for vp though yeah we but right i was that. thinking of condoleezza rice because people talked about all the people in the bush administration that had stocks in the fucking military companies and like mm-hmm. raytheon and lockheed martin and all these companies that were making war equipment and like well why would we end a war we'll just like be there for everybody's just gonna make money like yay cha-ching like 
Yay, Conolingus Rice. Woo. <laughs> Which is funny that you mentioned that, too, because guess who was on TV and, well, doing interviews saying, like, oh, hey, Joe Biden's pulling all the troops out of Afghanistan, something that the last three presidents just couldn't seem to do. Like, how dare he? This is a bad idea. Fucking George Bush. Yeah. George Bush is on a tirade saying that it is a stupid idea for Biden to pull troops out of Afghanistan because what about the women? All the women there, those poor women, they're going to get raped. They're going to get, like, murdered. They're going to get kicked out of school. Like, the country's going to turn to shit if you pull those troops out. And it's like, really, George? Really, though? Like, the whole fucking shit show that you started and now you're on the other side going, like, oh, based on a lie. The the and never admitted that it was a lie. These people have no shame. No, no shame. they don't. And you know what? Like, I like George Bush, okay? Like, I think he's a pretty nice guy. Like, as a non-public official type deal. Like, he's in good? his per personal Sorry. private life, like, he's just a simple well, look guy. Look he's painting. Yeah, he, so like, he paints stuff. But it's like, don't fucking, don't act like you give more of a shit about the people whose lives you're, you directly ruin now, now that you don't have a say in it and that everybody knows, like, don't it's these your people, motherfucking fault. Don't yeah. these people still have publicists to be like, hey, George. Like, shut the fuck you up, You probably George. shouldn't. You probably just shouldn't George, on this one. I think uh, they pretty much just today. gave yeah. up. I mean, I mean, there's just, that's what gets me about it. I feel like we talk about all these fucking horrifying things and I'm just sitting over here laughing because I'm just like, I just can't. And I, and I just wanted to, you said that about George Bush talking talk about how he talks. I just got to throw this in there because, you know, Kelly McEnany is like nails on a chalkboard. The blonde bimbo that was Trump's press secretary, they just got up there and, you know, was all snobby and snipped at people and just fucking, oh, okay. I wasn't God, familiar. I couldn't stand her. But the lady that's Biden's is, is like terrible. Because her, her one job is speaking. And like when I first saw her, I was like, oh, she looks like a kindergarten teacher. And she's like so nice. We'll circle like, back It'll to be that. so nice to not have Kelly McEnany. Oh, God, I hated her so bad. Um, um, and, Jen, we have a question. We'll circle back to that. <laughs> but she, back. but, uh, 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 Mr. Uh, Biden, uh, uh, we'll circle back. Uh, 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 like, I can't, I can't take it. Doesn't it blow your mind, though, to like. Her job I feel is like speaking. How can she stammer so much? Literally in the nobody shithole town of Wheeling, West Virginia. I have met so many capable people in positions that are just, you know, not jack shit. They don't make any money. And I'm like, how? But they're how so confident, right? Yeah, they're yeah. so confident. And I'm like, then we have people in the fucking White Would House. Would you like to be the White House press secretary? <laughs> it's like. What the fuck? It really is all about the hands it's, you shake, it's, it's, man. And I don't say that to be mean to her, because maybe she has some kind of speech problem. Maybe Biden her, hired her because... No, no. Nervous. no, no. Maybe he's they did. hired her because he stutters. I don't know. but I, So I'm not trying to make fun of if, somebody who has if, a speech problem. If but she did have a speech problem... It's literally hard to listen to her. I can't imagine the campaign wouldn't be putting that out there like, look, we hired her and didn't discriminate against her. Dis yeah, they would so I be mean, using it for press. They would. So there's no way. <laughs> we hired Kamala Harris because she was an oppressed black woman. The fuck she was. It's just, it's all about identity. If there is that something that they can Kamala use. Kamala Harris is 100% identity I mean, politics. Because I because literally do want to know what they're saying in these like not that I believe them half the time, but like Ugh. that's your only thing that you're getting like an update from somebody and I just can't listen to her. But she never answers the question. Never. There's a whole song about it. We'll circle back to that. Answer the fucking that. question, bitch. Like, <laughs> what do you think you're doing up on that podium? I'll come out here five times. I'm not like the previous administration. I'll, I'll come out here five times a day and tell you absolutely nothing five times a day. You know, and 
Try to tell me that Kamala Harris was not 100% identity politics. Oh, you hired please. her to be yeah. vice president because she is a black I was really excited because I thought... You I know, wasn't because I, wasn't. I knew her track record. I was really excited hoping that she would use the platform to do something. And it's, no, I just she feel does like, absolutely nothing. She's a worthless piece of shit. It's been always like, been a worthless piece of shit. How long she's has a, it been? They, people act I mean, like she's a champion for black people And now. she's another one I can't stand to listen to her talk because she's so oh, fake. Well, that's what I mean. I just, I, I've been waiting so all this time thinking like, oh, maybe something really good will come out of this about Blah, blah 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 and it's just like what, yeah, what let, have you let's done? talk about what how kamala done? harris was a champion for african-american people when she imprisoned how many black men in the state of mm-hmm. california for life on minor charges well tons like, of people brought that up too when she's like, running for president right. and i she's mean it, it was super weird how you know when we were all watching the debates and talking about democratic debates you know the people were like no absolutely not we do not want her absolutely not and people mm-hmm. didn't even want biden that much and then suddenly like they get the pick so it's like we're all just going to rally behind them. And I'm like, no, I still Dude, don't. Her still own don't. administration is like running around through the halls going like, what the fuck did we do? <laughs> what if she knows nothing? She's yeah. not a politician. She doesn't know jack shit. Oh and I that think that's love like, interview about the border. Did you see that? Shit? I didn't see that. Oh my fucking God. It feels like it's the trend though. I mean, I just, I can't look, remember who I, was. I had it higher like, expectations after the Trump administration and watching how much of a fucking nightmare that all was. But I was like, but oh, you know maybe what, we restore though? some sanity. And I'm like, no. We really because haven't. I study propaganda extensively. When I see a Trump bumper sticker on somebody's truck, still to this day, still <laughs> or Trump twenty twenty or Trump twenty twenty four, whatever. Oh, I got one better for you. There's a sign hanging up by by my work on the main road. It's a red flag that says Trump won. Democrats cheated. Wow, that's tell us how you really feel. But um. Yeah, so when I see that, though, I understand the psychological mechanism that was employed to make people feel the emotion they feel about being loyal. And these people love it's they they they've been psychologically reeducated and it's they've been brainwashed. They're in a cult. They love now. If you like his policies or whatever, I'm not including you in that. If you're a person that says, "Well, I thought he was going to run the country like a businessman," blah blah blah, whatever. But you know who I'm talking about. But he has a bad track the record devotees, with that too. So. The people that just are obsessed. The people that have the mu- the picture of Donald Trump's head on a muscular Rambo body. Those people. It's That's so the weird. people I'm fucking talking about. Oh, the yeah, psycho fucking. To. I'm gonna start doing that with Alex. I'm gonna take his face and just Photoshop it onto please, like really buff do. with like eagles and stuff, and just put it on T-shirts. I'll give you full express permission to Photoshop <laughs> my my face or body onto anything that you want. Make T-shirts for this podcast. I don't give a fuck. Do it. But I don't even want any profit from it. I just want to laugh. As a follow up to that, the people that I really don't understand. Are the people with fucking Biden stickers? Because what? 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 But you know you just voted for him because he wasn't it was Trump. An, it was an opposition exactly. thing. Yeah. Just Which get I mean, a bumper sticker that says, I didn't want Trump anymore. Right. Absolutely. Don't At least put he's Biden. not the other guy. Yeah. Oh, my God. I had to laugh, too. And the bumper sticker thing it made me think of this, of course. Uh, Jermaine posted this. Somebody posted one a couple of days ago. And then I saw Jermaine post Oh, my God. This. Is it the BLM sticker? No, it's a sticker on somebody's car that he said was photographed in Moundsville. And it says, white, straight, and conservative. How else can I offend you? And he said, <laughs> this poor bastard lives in a county that's only 98% Caucasian and Trump barely won by 50 points. <laughs> How impressed are you, bro? Uh, I was thinking of the new, <laughs> the new sticker that conservatives are rallying behind the bumper sticker. It says BLM, but it says Biden loves minors. I've seen a bunch of them too where it's like the Punisher symbol and like I never watched the Punisher until this year. So I like never really I, I was like, oh, okay, I understand. It's like from a movie or something. 
But I see it everywhere, and it's like a conservative thing that people put the Punisher yeah, sticker on, and, and it and it has a blue line on it for cops. And now, after watching the movie, I'm like, Does what? It, like, didn't they didn't they come out with an explanation that said like the creator of the Punisher like fucking hates cops? And, I'm not. You know, I'm just like I'm just from watching the movie. I'm like, like isn't the whole point of this? Look it up this, for yourself because I don't know if it's true or not. This guy becomes like that. a vigilante to get revenge. Is it like a comic book thing? He doesn't rely yeah, on. Yeah, it's, oh it's, yeah, yeah. I was reading an article about that. It makes How they no did, sense. They made the character as kind of like it's supposed to be like satire, mm-hmm. but people didn't get it. So that's Oop, that's kind oops. of funny. I, I guess, I, I don't know, the whole story just seemed like, this doesn't seem pro-cop at all. Why are people mixing these messages? I don't, just I don't get to that. Just add to the list of shit that people don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we could actually do a part three, because I think we should go back, and we did one that was on, like, the history of money, like how human beings evolved and the money, and how financial bullshit has been going on forever we get right. all these big examples of how some guy gets in the government in france and he finds out he can get in control of printing the money and like da, 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 how the, oh, it's all manipulation and illusion and all that stuff but it'd be cool to do an episode on jekyll island and the creation of the federal reserve yeah, oh that would be cool that. we should pretty, do that i mean episode. i'll just admit straight off that i don't know jack shit about fuck so you know all yeah. i know is what i read and whether or not it's true i mean the black rock shit's obviously true yeah that's but, I mean, just wild i cannot this believe goes that back, this is a long history of going back to where you know, bank bankers decided that they were going to basically create a Federal Reserve Bank, and they called it federal, so that people Ooh, would think it was the government. Go- the government's going to crack down on these bankers, and it's and They're it's run by me. bankers. It's a joke. But anyway, yeah, that that'd be a fun episode to do. Yeah, I can't believe I uh, until we did these two episodes, I didn't know shit about BlackRock. I'd literally never heard of it, which well, is the only thing. Alone. The only thing I ever heard about BlackRock before he brought us all this info was that. Environmentalists were like, "Divest from yeah, BlackRock." The environmentalists are really big. Which I don't say that in a, in a patronizing way, but like that's—I don't know—that's my environmental voice. I don't know. Maybe I, they're badass, but I like I said, I only know what I see. I only know what I read. Most of the shit that you read, I mean, because you know, I don't want to be one of those. It was on the internet, so it must be true because everybody knows, you know. But here's the thing: I don't watch Fox. I don't watch CNN. Cable news is bullshit. Obviously, mm-hmm. anybody who doesn't know that cable news is bullshit and opinion piece. Like you're lying to yourself. Right. It's been proven in courts Crazy of law that too. it's opinion. I just saw, I was trying to send it to you because I saw it on, uh, what the fuck is the TikTok? I saw it on TikTok and I tried to Ooh. send it to you, but I was, uh, uh, apparently I'm just an Chinese autocracy. I can't, but it was a clip of this guy reacting to a Tucker Carlson bit and Tucker Carlson's like slamming on Jeff Bezos. And he's like, why are we pay- bailing out all these companies and American taxpayers are paying for it? And I was like, I'm like with the guy who's making fun of the video because we're like, are we in an alternate universe right now? Like yeah. fucking Tucker what Carlson. Multiverse like, did I wake they up don't know that? what the, they they don't even know what they're doing at this point. Well, that old like, one. You, I could pull up a clip where you know they're hailing Jeff Bezos and capitalism and all this shit, and now like here we are a few months later, and you're like, yeah, fuck those people. Like, well, what remember when Sean Hannity when when the emails came out about Hillary, Sean Hannity who, and all the people at Fox were calling for Julian Assange to be executed. Right. Then he releases Hillary's, and he's like, oh, I know. this is so great. The world. Free journalism, it wins again. And then <laughs> and then Trump gets in office and is like, yeah, pa- don't don't pardon him. Like, we really don't fuck fuck yeah, don't, don't Let him sit over there and rot in prison. Biden not to fucking pardon him either but you know again all you're doing is looking at the death of free journalism those are so. my favorite issues and is all that, i can like, say is how do we live in the united states of america when britney spears has been abused like she has like we don't need to be talking about fucking saudi arabia and afghanistan what the fuck happened there Oof. that is ridiculous and julian assange explain those two things to me and we're a freedom loving country who mm-hmm. believes in the truth fucking bullshit we are i don't know a lot about the britney spears thing everybody's been talking about it but uh 
I don't really know a lot about any of that. That you know, I know she's that. under some consent. It's basically slavery. It's, it's, it's slavery, yeah. slavery. Yeah, it's legalized slavery. Can't it's talk, disgusting. It's horrible. Yeah, they they've been talking about this whole thing and. I mean, fuck if I, I don't know enough about it. I really don't. I mean, well, I'll just I feel give like you this one line because we're not going to do it, get into it this day. If but she can work and make money, then I feel she like. She was forced to have an, an IUD implanted in her. Ooh, that's fucked. So how are we fucking talking about Saudi Arabia? How are we talking about any country where women are oppressed, but a woman in the United States of America was forced to have an IUD? What the fuck? That's wild. It's disgusting. And I never knew that much about it either because she wasn't allowed to talk about it. But right. recently she's been coming out. All her out. shit's monitored. They did like a oh documentary and she's, it's coming out now. But oh, it's so horrible. It's just absolutely so horrible. Her dad should be thrown in fucking jail. He's forcing her on diets, all kinds of shit. Takes all her, it just takes all her money. It's, it's, it's legalized slavery, 100%. And the courts are just like, nothing we can do about it. Sorry. Like, Really? Man, I'd, really I'd like to read the. the she wasn't the even allowed to have her own lawyer. She just recently won a court case, where a judge said she's allowed to have her own lawyer. You can't yeah. tell her who her lawyer is going to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Like even a criminal has a right to someone to defend them, but in her case, her father, being her conservator, got to choose the lawyer that was going to defend her. How is that an absolute not an absolute rape of justice? She's basically treated like a toddler. Yeah, I'd like, like to some, see or, or uh, an incontinent. Somebody how who the, can't do anything. I mean, what themselves. what basis do the judges go off of, of keeping one them mental stated? breakdown? Yeah, that's, but I mean, that's don't how they many have times she shaved her head? You think they would have to come up with like okay, something recent, maybe in the past ten years? Like I mean, it's, she's like with thirty nine now. Think this about if we enslaved long. you the first time you shaved your head. Oh shit! Oh. Well, I don't have anything you, to benefit you, from. In the next life, you won't be allowed that's to That's what it all comes lawyer. down to. I don't have Because how many of these yeah, women I, out here Yeah, I was going to say, how many, uh, th- I guess that's the thing that gets me about all this. People are talking about it. It's all over social media. And I'm just like, man, you know how many mentally ill people could probably benefit if they had someone to take care of them? And yeah. like, we don't give a fuck about any of that. No. But no, like, we allow this to go on because like, dude gets to benefit from it. But like, why him? Like, why are we just like, we're going to let this, this happen so that this guy can benefit. What, what are they getting out of it? Is he paying them off? I mean, and I mean, addiction is, addiction is a horrible thing. So don't think this like I'm picking on people with addiction, but I have a relative who works in, is a paramedic and has picked up people who, women who have had drug overdoses, multiple miscarriages, deformed babies born with like horrible defects and die more than once. And no one's forcing an IUD in them. Yeah, that's because so we would say it's inhumane to force a woman to have an IUD because she's had multiple miscarriages from drug overdose. Won't help the woman to get off. You know what I mean? Like society doesn't give a shit about her. But Britney Spears shaves her head and has a mental breakdown when she's in the middle of a custody battle with her ex husband over her children, and all of a sudden she's not a human anymore. Like it, that's just it's just unreal. it's all about the money. That's sad. Oh my god, my poor ADHD brain too. I just picked like six different topics like out of the small brain. sentence that you just gave out to. Because it's thinking about like, oh, like forcing women to get IUDs or like the whole my body, my choice thing. But like, God forbid, what if, what if, uh, you know, like with hospitals that religious affiliated hospitals that tell women who are like in their 40s and suffering from endometriosis, like, oh, we can't remove your ovaries because you're still within childbearing years and that's against God's will. Like, oh. fucking. Imagine if the world was a place where, like, they were like, "All right, all men, when you turn eighteen, you're gonna have a fucking vasectomy until you're ready to have kids, and then we'll reverse it or whatever." But like, oh, the fucking woman can't get her tubes tied. Like, fucking stop with this shit! I want fucking religious reproductive rights for all women. Stop. (laughs) Yeah, just wild. But anyway, we're gonna wrap this up. So, uh, you guys have any ending notes? Yeah, I'm fucking angry. Pay people more.
<laughs> hey, I'm all, I'm, I'm on board with that. Hell I'm yeah, brother. <laughs> West Virginia needs to remember its history when it was a socialist supporting working working class union driven. That's what we need. That's the history we need to go back to. Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> all right. Well, this is Juke signing off. This is Mick signing off. Uh, this is Alex, and I'm angry. <laughs>